Welcome. You've joined the Sexy Lifestyle with Carol and David. Our show is here to help you achieve better, better love, better sex, and a better, more intimate relationship. Are you ready? Take notes and send us your questions. This is the Sexy Lifestyle. Now, here are your hosts, Carol and David. Hey, everyone. Are you ready to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny? Well, you've come to the right place because that's what the sexy lifestyle is all about. And you know, David and I are passionate about making your sex life the best it can be. We sure are. And you know, we love talking and learning about everything related to sex and sexuality, sexual health, and of course, sexual pleasure. We love diving deep into the naughty, the taboo, and the unknown. And we hope our discussions open up your dialogue about great sex because, well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. Yeah, and I think today we're going to get into some naughty and taboo stuff. So stay tuned. So, have you ever experienced a mind-blowing, full-body, cum-free orgasm produced exclusively by stimulating your prostate gland? Well, on today's show, we're going to find out about a specially designed insertable device that not only massages your prostate to keep it healthy, but also stimulates it in such a way that it delivers intense sexual pleasure and multiple orgasms. Yeah, I I was going to have one in me while we were doing this show. But uh, I wouldn't have been able to contribute properly. (laughs) I I was going to say that would be a good idea, but now I'm not sure. My my voice would have sounded a little different. And uh, no, I decided not to do it. Focus, focus. All right. But before we get on with the show, let's take a minute to tell you about our top waterproof blanket because great sex is messy sex and nobody wants to sleep in that wet spot. So if you're fed up with having to change your sheets every time you have sex, then you need one of our top waterproof blankets. It's 100% waterproof and leak-proof, and it guarantees to keep your bed and mattress dry no matter how wet it gets. From messy massage oils or silicone lubes to all sorts of sexy wetness, just throw it in the washer and dryer, and it comes out looking like brand new. And you don't even have to leave your house to get one. Simply and safely go to Amazon and order yours today. Search Top Waterproof Blanket. That's T-O-P, Waterproof Blanket. Great sex starts now. It sure does. And so does today's show. You know we're Carol and David. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. And we're really excited to introduce today's special guest. Prostate guru Forrest Andrews is a product tester and lead product designer at Aneros, a company that manufactures specially designed insertable devices that massage your prostate. All right, mm-hmm. Forrest, welcome to The Sexy Lifestyle. Thanks for taking time out of your day testing and doing whatever you're doing to uh, educate everybody a little bit on the prostate. Well, thank you for having me here, David and Carol. It's great to be here. Why don't we start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you got into this fun business? Well, as, as you mentioned, I am the, the product uh, development director for Aneros. And um, my, my whole uh, story began long ago, actually several decades ago. I was experiencing um, prostatitis, which is uh, inflammation of the prostate. And I had uh, had difficulty with this for years. I'd been uh, had uh, all sorts of different kinds of antibiotic therapy and gone on for years. And I was looking for some some alternative therapy uh, online. And uh, I stumbled upon uh, this product. It was a prostate massager and it was being sold for health purposes at that time. And the first time that I used this product, I had the most powerful orgasm. I'd ever had in my life. I mean, it was something that was just totally beyond my frame of reference. It was within five minutes of, of inserting this thing that this happened. Again, that's not what I was after at the time. I was really uh, going after it for the, the uh, therapeutic aspect. Uh, but along the way, I discovered, uh, as I say, this very powerful orgasm. And uh, it was really life-changing for me uh, over a period of, of some months. Uh, I came to know uh, the company, uh, the owners of the company, and over about a year's time, they asked me if I wanted to start testing products for them, which was kind of a no-brainer because I was I was really hooked on this. You know, within six months, my prostatitis simple, uh, symptoms were gone, and I was having these rocking orgasms. So I was I was all about you know, you know, taking the whole experience further. And uh, I did that for uh, testing products, actually, for, what, 
15 years. So uh, all of the products that they have manufactured, I have tested. Uh, but I was not working formally for them way back in the day. I was just the guy that was, uh, as I say, had prostatitis and discovered this product and uh, was really having just um, amazing results from it. Mm, interesting. Why don't we start from the beginning? Tell us a little bit about what is the prostate gland? What does it do? And what is prostatitis? So start start with just what is the prostate? Well, the prostate is, it's a gland. It's about the size of, of a walnut. And it's located between uh, the bladder and the rectum. Actually, it stands in front of the of the pro, of, of the bladder. So that's where it gets its name from. Prostatus is actually a Greek word meaning stands in front of, or guardian to. And uh, it is responsible. Uh, it's actually a pretty important little little gland. Um, it is responsible uh, for for uh, one of the fluids that is part of the cocktail that makes up semen. And its uh, contribution in that is that it helps nourish sperm and it helps semen stay uh, liquid at room temperature. In addition to that, it uh, provides a lot of the pumping action that people are familiar with uh, that propels semen out of the body, out of the urethra, out of the penis. So again, uh, very, very important in that respect. Uh, in terms of prostatitis, uh, there are several different uh, causes of it. Uh, the, the first that, that people would be most familiar with would be bacterial prostatitis. And this is something that very typically is cured by antibiotic therapy. And, uh, you know, in my case, it, that, that wasn't the way that it was. Uh, I had had several bouts of this. And uh, again, I was not responsive to that. The, the second uh, cause of it is really what they call idiopathic which means we don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. We don't know what causes it, essentially. Um, there's some theories on that. Uh, it may have to do with having repeated uh, inflammation in the gland, um, causes symptoms you know, that, that, that extend beyond having any kind of a bacterial infection. I had a doctor tell me that one time that, that neuropathy, which is just meaning that there's like nerve changes that occur down there that may cause all of this. So it's uh, it it's not something that you want. Uh, it's it's very uncomfortable. Uh, the symptoms of it are are pretty much consistent with what most people would know as a UTI. Mm. You know, so it's going to be burning and you know uh, when upon urination, and, uh, uh, pain in the testicles, pain in the groin. It's it's not fun. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Can you so, can you get an yeah. erection? Can you have sex when you have that? Well, it's conceivable you can, but it's not comfortable. Mm, gotcha. It really isn't comfortable, and sometimes it makes ejaculation really uncomfortable. And did you so, did you say that during ejaculation it gets pressed by the the contractions for you know which cause ejaculation? How well, yes, does it no. The the, uh, the 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 prostate itself will contract. Oh, okay? I see. So okay. it, it is a gland. It's it's a muscular gland. Okay, so it. it actually will contract. And it expresses fluid into you, to uh, the urethra. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. So, how long have you had the before you found the cure? But how long had you been, you know, suffering from prostatitis? Oh, uh, I was a, one of the lucky guys. It was around twenty six, was when I got it. Wow. When I started getting, and it wasn't, and it wasn't terrible at first, but uh, there were certain things that exacerbated it. Uh, chiefly, caffeine, alcohol, uh, spicy foods. You know, and but but it wasn't all about that either, because I would eliminate all that and I would still get it. Huh, so huh. and so it did affect it was, your sex life was, way uh, back really, then. Oh, yeah. So um, here, here's here's no question. About you know, the, it did. Here, it absolutely did. And so that that's why I was looking behind. Cool. So here's a simple question. Does a woman have a prostate? Well, she has what we call homologous tissue. OK, which means that this is tissue that has a similar function in her body. Um, this is would be the periurethral sponge, is it the sponge, so to speak? Um, I think uh, begins from so essentially males are, are differentiated. That is that those periurethral glands end up being uh, you know a, a prostate in a the uh, in the male anatomy. So now, yeah, now is that she equivalent? does have something that's similar. Is it the skein's gland? Is that the thing that's similar? Or is it is periurethral gland and the sponge, is it all the same as the skein's gland? Or is that different again? 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I believe that they are the same. Okay, cool, cool. So women have it, but um, I don't know if they get the same type of infections. Do they get issues in this periurethral gland like men do? I've never heard of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. I uh, So far, I've never heard of that. Uh, you know, of course, there, there are a great many infections that women can get in their own right that, right. Are, that are unique yeah. to them uh, there as well. But uh, prostatitis is, is something that, uh, again, this is... Uh, in terms of how common it is, it, it's funny. Uh, you know, I thought at first I was the only one who was plagued with this, but it, it turns out that half of all men will have it sometime in their lifetime. Okay? Wow. wow. And so and this... then it is the most, co- it's the, it is the, I was just going to say, it's the most common thing that, that, that uh, men go to a urologist for that are under 50. So this is the thing that when you're yeah. having your medical exam, your annual, when the doctor asks you to bend over and cough, that's what he's checking, yeah. right? Well, actually, no, when he's, when he's, those are actually two different things. Okay, when they yeah. ask you to, to cough, they're feeling for hernia, hernia in the groin. Okay. When they bend over and they, and they insert their finger into, into your rectum, they are feeling for the prostate and they're feeling for, for any abnormal growth that they, you know, if they're, it's supposed to be smooth and round. If there's anything that's irregular, you know, that, that may be a problem. Uh, uh, they're also feeling for size. You know, depending on what your age is, and and that would obviously signal, you know, uh, BPH, which is enlargement of the prostate. Mm-hmm. So, so besides the sexual aspect of the prostate, what's the importance of good prostate health in general for for a man? Well, I would put it to you this way: um, you know, it 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 is a sexual uh, uh, gland. I mean, it's not an, an endocrine gland that actually uh, uh, secretes hormones or something like that into the body. So, I mean, most of of what what uh, it, its purpose is 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 sexually oriented okay oh, interesting but i would submit to you that when you have this kind of problem for example if you have uh, you know inflammation be it whatever cause it, it affects your entire life mm-hmm. i mean believe me i was not a happy guy back then when when i was really being plagued when i was in the middle middle of a really bad flare-up from it so cool. yeah it's it 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 really is something. It, it, the other thing is this is too is is that I will say this. Um, in the early days, they used to tell me uh, that is my, uh, the urologist that I, I consulted with. They said to me, um, "This has no uh, relevance to prostate cancer." Okay. And it was very interesting because that that changed. That changed. It was probably I'm trying to think when when was it? It was probably. Maybe 15 years ago, maybe it was even 20 years ago. Somebody said to me, finally, they said, well, there has been causation, you know, that's been established now between inflammation and cancer. Mm-hmm. So we're talking about in general that this is the case. There was a big article. It was in Time magazine. They were talking about it. Cool. And uh, this has really been, you know, pretty much widely accepted. So, you know, again, it's something that you want you want to try to avoid if you possibly can do so. Cool. Of course, yeah, no kidding. All right, so let's move on to prostate, prostate massage, the devices that you have. So what happens when someone gets a prostate massage, and, and what are the benefits of it? Well, uh, it, you know, in terms of the therapeutic benefits, you know, I, I, I would say this. It's actually been used as a therapeutic modality going back a long time. Um, uh, in 1894, it was established by the uh, uh, the Royal uh, Massage Institute in in Sweden as a treatment for prostatitis, as a treatment treatment for the symptoms of BPH, and honestly, it was used there the gold standard for for those conditions really up until the 60s. Interesting. You know, uh, if you have a family practitioner, you know, who's an older gentleman. Uh, the chances are that at some point that they may have used that in their practice back in the 60s. So, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, there, there, there is that, that connection. You know, um, as far as, I mean, that's, that's the therapeutic aspect of it. Um, and holistic doctors uh, have come to feel that it is, it is a good way. This is in the 90s now and, and, and in the 2000s, they started to come to feel that it was good to revisit it at that point because there were a lot of people that were re- like me who were being treated with antibiotics that weren't getting the result. 
and they they kind of turned to the old way uh, of doing this. And, and that's actually how our our whole product came into being, is that there was a, a urologist a urologist that was in Japan who was looking for a way to treat his patients. He'd been using prostate massage in his practice for a long period of time, and um, he wanted he was figuring that if people could do it in their own home, that they might do it for you know greater pen- benefit. And that's really how our product was was invented as a way for people to give self prostate massage and it was sold for that purpose for for six years before you know the erotic aspect now can you can you walk us through how to do a prostate massage on your own with your own fingers or is that even possible well i would say this um if you if you have long fingers (laughs) if you have long arms if you are if if you if you are limber uh, then yeah, it's it's possible to do it on your own. I'm one of those guys who has all of those things. Um, that having been said, it's not the most comfortable thing to do on your own and to maintain on your own. Um, it is uh, uh, from a from a uh, erotic aspect. It's it's much more fun when you have a partner that's involved in the activity. Absolutely, no question about it. So again, uh, it can requires. You... Yeah, okay, well, it, it, I would say that it, to start off with, it's it's good, you know, to to sort of have the same protocol that you would that you would observe if you're involved in any kind of you know anal activity, and um, you know, for most people that that particularly people who who haven't you know done it before, who are new to the practice, you know, it might involve a shower or a bath, you know, getting comfortable. Uh, it's a you know getting relaxed. It's really a good way to start all of it, and it's it's kind of good to do some washing back there, you know, to for a little bit more confidence with some people. Um, enema is possible. Uh, it's not strictly necessary, particularly for people who know who have regular bowel habits and all. I mean, the the rectum is usually empty most of the time, except at the time when you need you know to evacuate. So it's not strictly necessary, but again, some people will you know, want to have an enema uh, beforehand, before they engage in something like that. Uh, if you have a partner, it's best to have them uh, massage the external uh, anal sphincter uh, prior to doing any kind of penetration, you know, and, and go after it slowly, go after it sensuously, and start to use strokes that slowly involve just shallow penetration. And then you develop deeper penetration over a period of time. Um, obviously this, in, this requires lubrication. Let me make clear that the anus is non-lubricating. It does not ha- it's not uh, like a vagina. So you w- it will require a lubricant uh, to be used. Uh, so at a certain point, uh, your, the finger will be inside, uh, the anal canal. There is an, an internal sphincter as well. You want to massage inside the, the anal canal for a period of time. Uh, again, to get relaxation of that muscle there, to get relaxation of that inner sphincter. And at a certain point, you will be in inside the rectum. It is about uh, two inches, two and a half inches from one side, the right finger upward. Let's say that your partner is laying on their back. If you curl your finger upward in a kind of a come hither motion, you will you will feel, in which is the anterior wall of the rectum, the prostate again it's going to be round um it, it will kind of feel like the surface of your your nose or the tip of your nose it has that kind of a firmness to it and that's how you engage the prostate and from there in, in if you're after it in terms of you know the erotic element of it it's it's just experimenting with different types of strokes uh it can be from side to side it can be from you know uh vertically up and down you can integrate it with, you know, in and out. So you're going in and out of, of the, of the uh, anal cavity, uh, anal uh, uh, canal. Um, really, it's it's about exploration at that point. But the one thing that is key to all of this from the very beginning, and I should have mentioned this, is communication. It's just essential. You have to be communicating with your partner. You have to make sure that they are comfortable with this at all times. And you have to see it at a certain point, what is pleasurable to them, what it is that they are enjoying, you know, that you're doing. And uh, so it's it, it, it is a it's a little bit of a process to start off with. 
but it really it can add a tremendous uh, you know, amount of depth and intimacy to a relationship. Yeah, so I'm... it's something that I, I you know I encourage people to try. If you're if you're not into uh, a manual prostate massage like that, or you're somebody who doesn't have a partner, that's you know uh, that's where our products come in because the product is essentially self-inserting uh, once you once you get beyond a certain point and it. it uh, once it is inside the rectum, you know, it comes to rest just uh, adjacent to the prostate. So at that point, anal contractions can take over and you can massage yourself with your own anal contractions. Wow, that's really awesome. So l- let's say whether it's manually or with your device, once you, like how mm-hmm. long does it take to to massage the prostate to get that feeling of maybe, an, and then cause an ejaculation, or not ejaculation, sorry, a- an orgasm? Okay, well, it's actually, you stumble on something else. Um, you can use prostate massage to amplify an ejaculation. Oh. Let's put that one right out okay. there. It can be a very powerful way to have a more powerful, a more powerful ejaculation. Uh, so, I mean, and, and essentially, as I said to you, this, the, the prostate is, is this gland that's going to be pumping fluid. And it can uh, it can generate a, a much more voluminous, you know, a lot more, more volume in terms of ejaculate too, by the process of of massaging as one is is ejaculating. Um, the process of of amplifying an ejaculatory orgasm um, is more straightforward than that of having a a uh, prostate centered orgasm. Okay, that is to say a non-ejaculatory orgasm. Uh, The non-ejaculatory orgasm or male G-spot orgasm, or as we call it in our forum, forum, the the super O, that takes a little bit more time to achieve. And part of that has to do with uh, what we call awakening the prostate. In some individuals, um, a fair amount uh, they don't necessarily perceive stimulation of the prostate as pleasurable to begin with. Okay, uh, that's not to say that it that is it, it is uncomfortable. It's just that it, it's something that the uh, it's becoming accustomed to it is really what it is. It has to do with becoming accustomed to the, the sensation of prostate stimulation, and it has to to, to do with the body. And brain starting to re- to recognize that kind of stim- stimulation and that type of sensation that results from it as being pleasurable, and that's what we call awakening the prostate. And once you've done that, it's possible, you know, th- 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 you've established this as a pleasurable sensation. Uh, it's something that you can build arousal with, and by more stimulation, more arousal, and you build arousal, that's where orgasm occurs. So it, it again, it's not as straightforward as uh, as it is with an ejaculation. Why? Because men are cisgender uh, individuals, cisgender males are programmed for birth to have orgasm in one way. Okay, there's a there's a biological imperative with that, right? Survival of the species and all of that, right? So, and men have been having those kinds of orgasms all their life. This is a different sensory pathway. And it's something that, that one has to become accustomed to and that you have to kind of wake up. That's the best way that I could put it. Wow, that's so forth, so forth. I'm going to ask a question because I've tried the, sure. I've tried the devices and I, I've, I've enjoyed anal play for, for many years, whether it be a finger or a small toy. And... I just want to know, because I don't know if I got the full experience here, how long does the device need to stay in there and massage the prostate? Because normally if I'm going in the shower and I'm going to masturbate and put a finger Mm -hmm. in my ass, you know, it's only going to be for a couple of minutes. But I I, I sense that this device isn't a couple of minute thing. It's something that you need for maybe 20 minutes or 30 minutes. Uh, Even longer. It can can be even longer. Uh, Again... At first, that, that that is certainly the case because again, you're trying to get your body accustomed to this kind of stim- stimulation. I should say this is is that that most men identify um, stimulation and, and sensation 
and arousal, they identify it with things like harder, faster, longer, you know, more pressure. Okay. Exactly, yeah. The prostate is different in that respect. It, it's it's much more more kin to uh, what a female orgasm would be about. Mm. Okay. There is some subtlety with the sensations that occur. It's about recognizing those subtle sensations, encouraging them, not forcing them, encourage uh, to become larger. So it's it's interesting. It, it you know it is not. I, I will say this uh, for 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 most men. For me, I, I I was I, you know, I confess I was one of the lucky guys. I had it right off. Uh, but for most men, it it. It does require some time and some learning to achieve. But once you do achieve this, uh, you've discovered a realm of non-ejaculatory orgasms. We haven't gone into that yet, but yeah. I mean, there are some some definite advantages to non-ejaculatory orgasms. You know, um, do you want me to discuss that a little bit? or No, actually, we're going to get right into the product in more details after the yeah. break. But before we get oh, there, okay. I would like to okay. ask you about... You know, you. I read some articles about you, and you talk a lot about the stigma around playing with your butthole when you are a cisgender male. Talk yes. a little bit about how that's changed over the decades since you've been doing this kind of work. Well, there's no question that it has, and it, I I like to think that we've at Aneros we've done some serious damage to that. Uh, I mean, part of it has to do with with people getting out there, and. Um, you know, I mean, the stigma, and let's just cover that stigma being that that anal uh, stimulation is uh, something that is uh, a homosexual or a gay pursuit. And I mean, it's no more gay than kissing is is gay. Uh, you know, it's uh, the, the fact is, is that it, it's a pleasurable type of stimulation. And as more people get out there and. And they sort of make the statement, you know, that it, that it's not specific, you know, to any sexual orientation. You know, it it really undoes a lot of that stigma. There's no question about it. I mean, a lot of the the uh, uh, polling that they've done with younger people uh, nowadays, they're much more open to anal uh, than you know uh, my generation was. So I I, I think that that's I, listen. I I think it, it's terrific. Again, it's uh, the 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 proliferation of all of the prostate and anal toys that have that have been happening since you know back in 2000 speaks for itself you know and uh, something else that speaks for itself I, sh I, I should say is is that in terms of our demographic with our products 65 percent of, of of our users are hetero hmm. well you know you know it it really makes sense because now that tells you which you know up there right i mean it makes sense because you know, the old macho whatever is, oh, I want to fuck her up the ass. You know, I do her pussy. I'll fuck her up the ass. Double penetration. And, you know, we're having a great sex life. But when you're in a relationship and if she wants to do something up his ass, and we'll talk about pegging and, and all that a little bit later, um, when you're doing it as a couple, it's just a sexual activity. It's nothing more than that. You know, the the anal portion of everybody's body is identical, isn't it? Yes, it is. It is. Um, and it, 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 it's different in this respect um, uh, with respect, you know, you're not having access to a prostate, obviously. Right. But it's very interesting because uh, I, I personally uh, uh, discovered and, and I've, I've seen it written about since that time. It does allow uh, uh, access to the A spot in females. Right. And it's possible to have, I've, I've known several women who have had A-spot orgasms as a result of having uh, anal sex. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, it's, it, again, it, listen, it, it's either, it's like a painter who just wants to paint, you know, in black and white versus somebody who wants to do it in color. You know, yeah. that's the way that I see it. Or it just, it, it allows a greater richness in terms of one's one's uh, relationship with a partner and with uh, you know by them by themselves mm -hmm. by solo you know yeah, so totally. it's uh, this is this is a birthright this is a capacity that we all have I was shocked as hell I mean I'd lived how many decades of my life when all of a sudden I realized whoa you know I I I'm capable of this and it was it was an incredibly liberating experience 
But at the same time, apropos of your question, you know, this is decades ago. I was like, I was looking around for who I could tell about it. I was right. feeling like Superman and there was nobody. Yeah. You know, it was, I felt very much stifled at that time. That's changed. That has, I'm really glad that, that that's the case. Uh, there's still some some work to be done with that, but I think the word is getting out there. So I agree 100%. We're just going to take a quick break right here and remind everybody that this is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David, and we're chatting with prostate guru Forrest Andrews from Aneros all about the prostate gland, and we're going to get more into orgasms and more details about the sexual pleasure we can get from it. But now let's just tell everybody about topless travel and the amazing trips that we have planned for next year. Absolutely. And you know, um, we hang out with everyone from Topless Travel. They are absolutely the best. And if you're looking for the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever, then you simply need to book with them. From Hedonism 2 in Jamaica to Desire in Cancun and all the Bliss Cruise experiences, Topless Travel needs to be your number one choice because it is ours. Their trips and their events are all about the people and their sexy, fun experiences. So let's just shout out to some of the sexy host couples like uh, Jessica and Justin and, of course, Party Mark. And they're there to ensure that you have one hell of a sexy vacation. Absolutely. And you know um, you'll find us on a lot of the amazing Topless Travel trips. But listen up. Um, the Desire Takeover in October and the Bliss Cruise in November are already sold out. And if you don't want to miss the biggest lifestyle party on the high seas, then you need to grab your cabin for the April 2023 Bliss Cruise. Um, it's going to be on the Celebrity Summit from April 17th to 22nd, 2023. And as usual, we're going to be broadcasting live from the ship. So come join us for the week. We'd love to meet you, maybe get you on our show. But the cabins are selling out quickly, so go book your cabin now. And for more information about this trip or any of the topless travel events, you can always go to thesexylifestyle.com and click on the topless travel events link to book the sexiest and most erotic vacation ever. Ever, ever, ever. Alrighty, we are back. This is The Sexy Lifestyle. We are Carol and David. Now it's time for our favorite part of the show where we get to talk about great sex because... Well, great sex matters and we all deserve it. We sure do. All right, so Forrest, let's get started by talking about like the difference between anal play, anal sex, pegging, prostate massage. How are all these things connected? Mm-hmm. Well, um, they're all, I would say, under the heading of anal play to some some uh, degree. I mean, uh, when I think of anal play, I mean, it, it, it's uh, anything that it imparts... Uh, pleasure by the anal route i would say that that really would i mean it can it can be any finger whatever it can be intercourse uh but anal sex tends to be uh to be associated with you know uh penile and penis and an anus essentially and so it's uh, anal anal penetration by a penis mm-hmm. and the pegging. um pegging on the other hand it, yeah, it's kind of a it's it's kind of a subset that involves uh, someone uh, using a, a strap on dildo on on a partner. Uh, typically, uh, I think as, as it was originally defined by Dan Savage way back when, or one of his, it, it was they were talking about a, 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 a individual with a vagina in this case strapping on a dildo and having anal sex uh, with with a man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, prostate massage, uh, again, it, it, it's something that, that's different. Um, the, the, the idea behind prostate massage for pleasure uh, is either to amplify, as I said before, amplify an ejaculatory orgasm or to, to stimulate one of these non-ejaculatory or super O's, as, as you know, I described it. And can we use like regular butt toys to achieve a similar type massage? Or what's the difference between a butt plug, the butt toys, and your special Aneros products? Well, it, yes, you can use uh, most most uh, butt plugs um, and other anal uh, in terms of their ability to uh, stimulate a prostate orgasm. That's more questionable. And it has to do with the fact that um, those items, they work. I, I, I kind of, I, 
I like to term those as stationary toys. And the reason for that is, is that once, once they are inside the rectum, they may move, they may vibrate, they may turn around or whatever, but they remain um, pretty much stationary, okay? And they usually are, are vibrating or moving in accordance with some electronics in the toy that makes them do that. Uh, the difference is with our product, our product is what I call a dynamic product. So it works in response to the body. Um, now we do have some vibrating uh, uh, devices uh, but all of our products can are made so they can be used using the body's own contraction. Why is that important? Because one of the keys to having a prostate orgasm is having involuntary contractions that occur in the body. Okay, it's these involuntary contractions that our products respond to, and you can get what we call uh, a positive feedback. Or it's just talking to itself, you know, via this device and self-stimulating using it. And that's what creates this powerful orgasmic response. Uh, other other devices, again, they may be fine for ha for amplifying an orgasm. And our devices are terrific for that. So I, uh, They're great for using during intercourse, for example. I, I just want to um, note one thing because, you know, I did use the three of your different devices. Um, and the one big difference that I noticed between butt plugs and dildos and everything that people find enjoyment from in putting either in their pussy or in their butt is they're small. They're really not very long. They don't have very much girth, but they get right to the spot. And that's the biggest thing. You know, you see in porn sometimes they put right. these giant girthy dildos um, up their ass or in their pussies. Yes. And um, th these devices are very slim, very delicate. There's a couple that are a little um, girthier than the others, but just a little one, which slides in very easily with good lube, gets the job done. Yes, absolutely so. Uh, the idea, the concept behind ours is, is that it provides focused stimulation, okay, of the gland. Uh, a butt plug, um, very often, if it does, it does so tangentially. I mean, a very big one might, but Usually the small ones won't. It's more about you know stretching the anus and, and getting a filling sensation as you know as a result of that. Um, some of these other prostate toys, uh, they uh, they will engage the prostate, but you know again one of the things uh, that I say and, and I, I I'm not sure if I covered this earlier is is that the prostate responds to stimulation that is in the territory of subtle to moderate. To begin with okay if you're using a product where you're hammering yourself with with very heavy vibration you're not going to get a prostate orgasm from that i mean let's let's face it we, we got to remember this vibration was used for pain relief you know for it has been for you know over a hundred years okay you can get to a point where you desensitize the prostate very easily so you want to avoid doing that when you do have vibration it needs to be um it needs to be random it needs to be broken up it you can't uh static vibration is the one thing that will just undo any kind of uh, uh prostate play for purposes of having a prostate orgasm so yeah again i mean what what our our products are dedicated to is working uh, working in harmony with the body and focused uh, uh, stimulation of the prostate gland. That's what it's all about. And you don't need something that is really large to do that. And quite honestly, something that is really large, you don't want that focused on the prostate. I mean, that can be dangerous. And because, so, of, and because of the uh, outside um, pieces that are on your product, it also stimulates the right. perineum, which you haven't mentioned yet. Why don't you get into that part yes. too? Yes. Well, that's that's really one of the most novel uh, parts of our device. What really makes it unique is is that it not only stimulates the prostate, it st stimulates the perineum, which is sometimes known as the taint. It's that area between the, the scrotum and the anus. And that's an acupressure spot right there. Uh, the, the pudendal nerve that actually innervates the penis runs right underneath there. Okay. Uh, so it stimulates that area. It stimulates the anal canal, it stimulates the prostate, and it stimulates a fourth area, which is another acupressure. 
So it does simultaneously with one contraction, okay, the, the product pivots inside the rectum. So it stimulates the anus, it pivots towards uh, the, the prostate, it puts pr uh, uh, pressure on the prostate, and it puts pressure on, on so that's really, really very, very powerful. Now, in general, when, when uh, men are wearing this device, um, do they keep an erection the whole time, even if they have it in for hours on end? Does it cause, the, does those pressure points make the erection stay hard? Some, some do and some don't. Okay. Interesting, you know, what's, what's kind of uh, interesting about this, that there are, there are some men that can have a, what we call a super O, without an erection. Oh, okay. And there's some that, that do consistently. So it kind of varies from one individual to the next. Uh, if someone is using the product actively and they are contracting, they're, uh, more often than not, they, they tend to, to maintain an erection with it. Now, I don't know. The first few times that I used it, um, there was a lot of different stimulants going on, and I didn't have an erection all the time. My brain was focused more on it being in my butt, and it was what it was doing down there. Yeah. It, it, again, it, a lot of people react to it that way, and um, it, you know, again, it's not it, it is not uh, the, the typical typical kind of uh, uh, stimulator that one is accustomed to. Um, because it produces stimulation of all of those areas. It's something that we typically, when we are, uh, one is, is trying to approach and they're trying to, to cultivate this, this super orgasm, we tell people to avoid penile stimulation, to avoid stimulating the penis. And the reason for that has to do with the, unless they, unless they want an ejaculation, okay? But the, the ejaculatory orgasm, as I mentioned before, is the, predominant uh, response, sexual response that, that the, uh, a man is going to have. So if he wants to explore this other alternative arousal pathway, uh, it requires that you kind of focus in on some of these subtler uh, sensations that I was speaking about before, and that you forego, you know, the penile stimulation for a period of time. Again, that doesn't mean that you, you have to do that indefinitely, and it doesn't mean that you can't do it just means that it's like anything else when you're doing new learning and you're becoming accustomed to something for the first time you have to kind of understand it on its own terms so when 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 i used it um i wanted to focus on it just on me and so carol and i didn't have sex while i had um the, the device in me but a couple of past times when we tried this and I had a small, very small little butt plug in me, as we were fucking, it went flying out the other way. Does your device stay in there when I'm having my orgasm? <laughs> yes. Yes. With, you, know, I, I, you know, it depends on the individual, but I will tell you that all of our devices are, are designed so they will remain in place. You know, they're tapered in a, to make that they happen. Are. Such a way uh, to make that happen. And, what and they're a little longer, too. And Absolutely. what about the vibrating one? Did Absolutely. you try that one, David? Yeah, the vibrating one was nice. I, again, it's, it's so many different sensations for a beginner like myself. Um, you know, there was the, the white one, which had a little bit of a few ribs at the top, which felt um, made a nice sensation um, mm -hmm. right at the, the entrance. Um, so, you know, this is something uh, like um, Forrest was saying. You have to try many times to get used to the proper sensation on your prostate, not just having something in your butt. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, again, it's, it's, it's that the whole aspect that I was talking about, about awakening your prostate and being, uh, becoming accustomed with this kind of stimulation. It, it, it does pay off in a big way. It really does. For some people, as I say, it requires a little bit of time put into it, but I, you know, the payoff is so huge. We're talking about an orgasm uh, of, of immense magnitude as compared to an ejaculatory orgasm. We're talking about an orgasm that can last minutes at a time instead of the seconds that most men are accustomed to. And it's something that you can repeat over and over without any pause in between. I mean, this is this is once you learn this, once this is something uh, that is happening for you, you can um, a man can, be, can, can become multi-orgasmic. 
this is this is the the uh, the route so, so uh, that you take to become multi-orgasm. So I'm in all in for trying this, and we'll probably have you back on our show in six months once I've mastered how all this works. But you know, when Carol and I talk about butt play, there's always the issue of the butt, and you know, some people really get turned off with any type of butt play, whether you've taken a shower or a bath, you've you've done the the enema. How how can people us Carol get over those those issues? Well, I, I talk that I talk about that. Uh, refer to that as as dealing with the ick factor. Yes, you know, and I I mean I mean for some people for some people it's a rough one because there may be cultural taboos that are associated with it, right? Um, uh, there may be, as we spoke about before, this, this, you know, whole notion about it, you know, having to do with, you know, one sexual orientation. Those are big things for people to get over. Um, but I, I like to tell people that, that the payoff is just so large that I, it was one, I mean, the, the, the uh, show one time, uh, where we were, uh, presenting on this. You know, if I if I could give every man the experience of having this kind of orgasm, I mean, just for a short period of time, it would remove all of the ick factor completely. That would be over because the experience is so large and it's so powerful and uh, it opens up, a, a, you know, a whole you know different realm of sexuality for people, uh, you know, that I, I think that it would it would just you know, dispense with that entirely. But I think that the, you know, again, answering your, to answer your question, I, I think part of it is, is going through some of those things. And it, 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 first of all, it's, it's, it, it involves teaching people that there's a tremendous, uh, uh, reward that's associated with doing this, um, teaching people that it has nothing to do with one's sexual orientation. And it, I, I do think for people who, who are squeamish about it, I do think that, that you know, uh, uh, cleaning down there does make a huge difference with people. If you can assure somebody that that isn't going to be involved, there will be no mess that's involved. There are some key things that you can do with that. For example, if you're going to do an enema, you don't want to be doing uh, having sex right after it. Very typically, there's a certain amount of water that, that's retained inside the body. You need to let the body reabsorb that. Uh, we have a new product that we're coming out with, as a matter of fact, called a Prelude, which is a, uh, a an enema that, that I designed myself that is, is very specific to this issue because most enemas involve squeezing a, a large volume of water in, into the rectum. And one of the things that I've uh, contended for a long period of time, that's not necessary. All you need is a small amount of water, of water just to remove any contents that are there. So I created something that uh, will allow you to, to have many small rinsings uh, uh, at a time from one bulb. So, again, I, I, I think that that's, that is an effective way. If you, can, if you can assure people that they're not going to have to you know, there's going to be a price to pay in terms of cleanup and, you know, mess on the backside, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, I, I think that that's I think that's how you go about it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know that when we have done butt play, which we have done quite a lot, usually uh, it's David who would uh, insert a butt plug or whatever we're playing with. But there has been times when I gave you that massage where I actually was playing with the anus myself. And it was a very slow, long massage where, you know, I had actually a teacher teaching me how to do this type of butt massage, which was very slow, like you said, stimulating the outer sphincter to begin with, uh, and slowly putting something very small in. And then and the movements that I did were gentle at first, and then a little bit more quicker afterwards. And it took a time, but it was actually very, very intimate. And I didn't have the ick factor going at the moment yes. because I really wanted to give him that pleasure. My, my mindset was there to give pleasure. Right. And so it worked out actually very well. And I'm not saying yeah. we do it all the time, but it's it's a special treat kind of. And uh, when we're both in the mood where mm -hmm. he has to be patient and I'm patient as well, and you're right, the reward was great. He loved it. It was like really something special. And we still talk about it. Carol, I think you answered the question better than I did. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that, that, that really speaks to it right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it, it, it does. It's uh, and, you know, I've, I've heard it said that, you know, the the external anal opening, it has as many nerve endings as, as your, your your lips. Mm -hmm. So very sensitive tissue. 
and um, something that's approached in a subtle way, in a loving way, in a sensual way. I mean, it has big rewards. One of the things that I, uh, analogies I use uh, uh, chiefly, actually, with respect to, to generating a, a prostate orgasm is um, I have people think about, uh, I'm, I'm sure you've been at a party, and perhaps it's, it's gone long into the night, you have somebody who has a, 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 a glass, a piece of crystal that's on the table, and they take their finger and they lick it, and the tip of their finger, and all of a sudden they start rubbing it around the rim of the glass. And what happens? This beautiful sound tone mm -hmm. comes from that. Now, right. Now, if you follow that analogy just for a second, if that person is to press hard on it, they're not going to get any tone, and they could cut themselves, I suppose. But if they don't press hard enough, likewise, they will. There won't be any tone that's that's presented. It's about creating friction in the glass, creating resonance in the glass. And it, this is the same kind of thing that we do in, in the body, okay? You, you're trying to find kind of an internal resonance in your, in your body. And with the right kind of stimulation, with a very responsive stimulation, this is how this stuff occurs. And this is how you can get this really, really powerful orgasm as a result, again, from these small, subtle sensations to things that become more, uh, more moderate to something that just becomes huge. Again, a whole body orgasm. So then I would just like to clarify something. When I was doing this anal play, I uh, can't really remember now mm -hmm. if you were on mm -hmm. your stomach or your back. I think you were on both, your stomach, both, right? Both. Um, I, was, I was reaching in and mm -hmm. going a little bit to the right, expecting to find the prostate there. And I don't know if I actually found it myself. Was I going in the wrong direction? Yes, it sounds like it was he on his back. He was on his stomach. He was on his stomach. Yes. Okay. If he was on his stomach at the time, then you wanted to go down. You'd want to go down towards his navel, ah. so to speak, okay. if that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, so you're yeah, kind of going up and towards his navel, na navel, right, and to the to the wall of the rectum. And it, the, the prostate kind of protrudes into the rectum very slightly. Mm. When you're as an older man, it will protrude more, mm -hmm. you know, because it, it grows in size. But yeah, that's where it's located. Okay, that's okay. where it's located. So you, you again, you want to go towards towards uh, the navel, so to speak, or towards you know the uh, uh, more towards the uh, the what would I call it? Mons pubis is what right, they call right, it. Right, right, right. I got you it. Know. So I thought maybe my fingers weren't long enough and I wasn't really reaching in far enough, but perhaps we'll I was just in to, the wrong no, direction. We we'll have to try it again. Yeah, we might have to try that again. Exactly. <laughs> yes, I was going to say, I think I think it's time to revisit that one. Thank you, Forrest. <laughs> <laughs> so um, before we get to the end of the show and some final advice, let's just take a minute and talk about lube the different types of lube and the importance i know you mentioned at the beginning of the show but it is so important with yeah. anything related to anal play yeah it's it's worth uh mentioning again uh again the the anus is not self-lubricating and it is absolutely strictly required that you have a good quality that, that's involved and that you use copious amounts of it to be honest with you uh, you want it, it, uh, uh, insertion to be as as comfortable as possible. Uh, it will it will uh, pretty much assure that that you know that there is not going to be any discomfort, you know, outside of of you know or pardon me, you know, concerned with with you know any drying or anything of that sort. It's it it's absolutely strictly necessary. There are um, several different kinds of lube. Water base is probably the most popular. It's one that you can use with any kind of toy. Um, silicone lubes are another possibility. A lot of people like those because they they do not dry themselves. Water-based lubes, if you're using it for a long period of time, they can tend to dry out. Some of them do. Um, silicone generally never dries. My only complaint about it uh, personally is it just it feels like I, you know, I sprayed a can of camp dry up my ass. You know, I mean, it's just you know like. like you know the stuff you use for 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 uh, waterproofing your shoes. <laughs> it's just uh, it's it's not to my personal preference. There are a whole bunch of different natural oils that can be used for this. I mean, a lot of people love coconut oil. In our forum, there are people who've made their own uh, concoction with with uh, with uh, 
beeswax and royal they call it royal jelly inside of our form but been in coconut oil and um again you uh, you want to do something uh that is is not going to be obviously harmful uh, to the anus there are uh lubricants that are designed specifically for anal stimulation um these will be ones that have a ph that is usually 5.8 or higher okay most of the the, uh, the lubricants that are designed for vaginal are lower pH, so they tend to be like in in the in the high three and four range. So it's best to use if you can find a, a lubricant a lubricant that is designed for for anal stimulation, and anal play. Uh, do so absolutely. Um, you'll you'll have really want to get into the the, the weeds. There's this thing that they call uh, osmolality. And uh, a lot of people have been looking into that recently, and some lubes have actually been uh, talking about that. And all that means is it just has to do with the tendency of the liquid, the lubricant to dry out tissues. I mean, that's really what osmolality is. So if you're into that stuff, you want one that has a, a lower osmolality. Um, you know, I, for most people, it won't be that big of a deal. I mean, I will tell you, me, the, my, my my case, my my, my situation is is that. Uh, uh, you know, uh, most uh, water-based lubes work for me. Uh, there are quite a few that use glycerin. Uh, I would say this for a lot of of a no-no for anal stimulation. Why? Because it can actually cause what we call the urge to purge. Mm. Okay. Mm. Uh, a lot of our members in our forum have written about this for years. I mean, if you you know anything about glycerin suppositories, mm. they're used in the hospital to actually make people. Uh, exactly. you know, have a bowel movement. Right. Now, you know, it. We, yeah, there, there, there are certain people that have more of a, a um, sensitivity sensitivity mm-hmm. to glycerin than others. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Very so for those people, they'd want to stay away from from something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but um, yeah, there's a there, again, there's so many different lubes that are out there. The key is finding one that works for you, and using it and using a lot of it. And, you know, making make sure that you use it throughout the session, maybe, you know, particularly if it's a water based lube that, that there's going to be more than one application. Right. Well, that's really good advice. So now that we're getting to the end of the show, I'm going to ask you for some final advice to wrap everything up. What would you say would be the top two things that a couple needs to know if they want to include prostate massage in their playtime? I, I think I would go back to what I said before. Uh, communication is, is a huge thing. It, it really is. It's, uh, you know, communicating your, with your partner, finding out what their level of comfort is. First of all, I mean, to, to you, uh, one partner in communicating with another is able to tell, uh, tell them what kind of a stroke that they like, what kind of pressure that they like, what kind of a speed of the stroke that, that they enjoy. All of that stuff, if, if there is no uh, communication and no, you know, connecting like that, it's not going to happen. But but above and beyond that, that connection, that's really what the intimacy is about. And you spoke to this mm-hmm. in your own experience with David. I mean, that's really what it is. It's 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 having that that personal connection, you know, over this new kind of you know, stimulation that you're having. So, you know, embrace that. And it, and I says I said before, if this isn't something that you've had, there is a tremendous it, it, there's this other realm that's out there. I mean, you know, I'm I. I'm encouraging you to, to paint with other colors, you know, <laughs> yes. this, you know, find, add this to your pal, add this to your palette. And you're, you're really, it's, it, it's very, very powerful. And it can, it can really, uh, uh can be a, a, a tremendous thing again, uh, for a couple and for people to, solo, you know, to embrace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, and of course, to explore and take your time. And uh, there's not something to rush, lube. but to really get into it, of course, yes. with lots of lube. Right. And yeah, you'll find lube. the reward. Indeed. Cool. All right. That hour went by super quickly. Forrest Andrews, thank you so much for sharing all that great information. Why don't you tell us where people can reach you, get your products, and find out more information? Uh, www.aneros, that's A-N-E-S, dot com. Okay, uh, that you we have a terrific forum that I, I think I sort of mentioned every now and then. It, at this point, it's about 60,000 uh, people strong. 
and it's been going now for several decades. It is a, a tremendous resource to find out all sorts of information about prostate massage. Uh, there's also a lot of discussion about pegging and all sorts of other that forum. So I strongly urge anybody who has any interest in that to search that out. And uh, that's where you can find us. Perfect. Cool. And of course, if you missed any of this information, you just have to go to our website, thesexylifestyle.com, where every one of our guests has their own guest page with all of their information. And you can even contact them directly from there if you wish. Absolutely. And like we did this week, we're learning more and more every week with all our expert guests. We hope you do too. And if you have any questions at all, you know you can always send us an email at ask at carolandavid.com. All righty. The end of another great show with another amazing guest. Forrest Andrews, thank you so much for being here today. Thank you. I had a blast. And like we do every week, we want to thank all our listeners for being there week in and week out. And of course, join us again next time for another hour of The Sexy Lifestyle, talking about sex, sexuality, sexual health and pleasure, and all the fun ways to spice up your sex life and live happy, healthy, and always horny. Well, that's it for our show today. Carol and I send you lots of love and great sex. Please stay safe. And of course, stay sexy, everyone. Until next time. Thank you for joining Carol and David for this week's edition of The Sexy Lifestyle. We've got another one lined up next Friday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. The weekend is just around the corner, so try something new, spice it up, and you just might have the best sex ever.